Welcome to Healing Begins. My name is Pastor Gail Crock, and I'm glad you're listening. This program is brought to you by Family Tree Medical of Hastings, Michigan. And today we're going to talk about the keys to battling sickness. And this is something that I feel was really important. The Lord has laid on my heart. And today I have a special guest on the program. I've got Dr. Troy Carlson. Why don't you say hi, Doc? Hi. Why don't you share with the people what kind of a doctor you are and uh, what, where you're a doctor at? Oh, I've, uh, I'm a family physician uh, from uh, Hastings, Michigan, and I'm the doctor at Family Tree Medical. And um, I'm also a partner with Spiritual Care and have been for 14 years. And it's great here to share the microphone with you here today, Gail. Well, it's great to have you on the program, Troy. And as I'm doing this, I'm thinking back to when we first started the healing ministry the reason that you got involved. Can you share with that? Yeah, just briefly that uh, as a medical doctor uh, at the time, it was I was 10 years into my practice or 12, and I was just frustrated by um, the lack of response that modern medicine was giving my patients. And uh, as a scientist and someone just reflecting on, um, you know, what you do and how you do it, and and I was frustrated by the fact that the general treatments, although okay, uh, medications and counsel was good, uh, we were still missing something. And so that was really the impetus for me to search and obviously to come to you as a pastor and say, uh, and to the Lord, what am I missing as it relates to um, how to care for patients and knowing that we're physical, emotional, and spiritual beings. That was really what we believe to be the missing ingredient in healthcare. Yeah, exactly. So as we're talking about battling sickness and disease, this then comes into play absolutely in a big way. So I'm going to tell a story about my grandma. I like telling stories about my grandma. This one, I was little. She was sick and uh, in intensive care because she had many, many surgeries and her body was full of adhesions. Can you explain what an adhesion is? Well, an adhesion is uh, basically a scar on the inside that when something's been done, as we know when we have um, like a, a laceration and we have to have stitches, we see a scar, that that's kind of a, a definition for a scar on the inside after having surgeries. Those are things that happen. Your body tries to heal that, and sometimes it heals it in a way that can cause a problem, and that's what adhesions can sometimes do. They can cause bowel obstructions or things like that that then can become very dangerous to you. So my grandma was so sick, they didn't think that she was going to make the night. In fact, the doctor says, you're not going to get out of this hospital. Well, the next morning, grandma called the doctor in her room. And he says, yes, what would you like? And she says, well, I want you to know I'm going to leave the hospital. And he said, well, how do you know that? She said, well, I talked to Jesus last night. He gave me 15 more years to live. <laughs> and that woman, that woman got out. And she lived 15 more years. What was so funny about her, she lived to be almost 91. I remember one day she's out in the in the garden working with her straw hat on. It's like 90 degrees outdoors. And my mom said to me, boy, you should go talk to grandma. Tell her to get inside. That sun might hurt her. And I said, mom, if that sun hasn't killed her in 85 years, she ain't going to die of that sun. Leave grandma alone. If she wants to be in the garden, hoe and let her hoe. But she lived exactly 15 more years. Now, that's not always the case for many people, right? So as a doctor, if we're just talking about this, we're just flowing back and forth, what do you think are some of the keys in battling sickness and disease? I think, um, you know, the way the good Lord made us, one of the things that we 
think about now and today is immunity and making sure that your immune system is really well prepared. And I think, you know, there are keys to that. And, and I think these are fairly elementary, but people sometimes forget about our sleep life and our renewing of our physical, emotional, and spiritual being comes with great rest. And so, you know, we know to rest in our physical being, but we also need to rest in the Lord. And I think those are really important keys as, as a part of healing and staying well. Obviously, nutrition, you know, what we put in, um, you know, there's the saying, you are what you eat. Uh, and so we just have to be mindful of the things that are going into our body, you know, uh, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And so, you know, from a doctor's perspective, you know, making sure that you're, you know, uh, getting good nutrition. I think those are important keys as a general just review of helping us to battle sickness. Um, so good rest, good nutrition. I've, obviously, physical activity is always very important. You know, our body needs to move. Um, our brain and our heart and our major organs are more successful when we take the time uh, to exercise and do those things. That And those are, you know, three basic things. They're, those aren't earth-shattering things, but those are very important from a doctor's perspective relative to people and staying healthy. Um, the other thing that I was thinking, we always say at Spiritual Care that it's faith in the practice of medicine. So we believe faith and medicine don't have to be at odds with each other, but they can actually work together to speed a person's healing process or can affect a disease's process. Can you share a little bit of what you've seen in that arena? Absolutely. Um, I, you know, in recognizing that, um, faith in medicine is really a critical piece. And again, I, I believe that God made us actually spiritual beings. Um, Adam and Eve were perfect uh, upon their creation and that we were really in one. So our physical, emotional, and spiritual beings were one. And of course, sin separated us from that. And then things happened because of sin. And so that's really an important, I think, distinction. And so for us to really understand and know that those three-part beings are really a critical piece and that faith is so critical, you know, our soul, which houses our mind, our will, and our intellect, are influencing our physical body. So our thoughts and our feelings, they generate actions and results. And so our thought life, which, you know, in a spiritual way, really needs to be formed by a relationship with the Lord and being involved in the Word that really gives us life and helps us to deal with those things that are going on in our life that can physically and emotionally affect us, you know, creating depression, anxiety, and so really bringing those uh, challenges that we have on a day-to-day basis uh, back to the Lord to help us in our physical and emotional being. Now, I don't know if we said this in the beginning. Did you share, uh, could you share what kind of a doctor that you are? Yeah, I'm a family doctor, and so I care for patients who have a lot of chronic medical issues. And some of the examples that I've given in previous uh, conversations that we've had around, say, blood pressure and, and, um, and diabetes, those are two things that I give examples where if you're not in the right mindset, your blood pressure can be elevated. If you're fearful, you're anxious, those things have influence uh, over your blood pressure. The physiology of what happens in your brain and the message it g- gives to your adrenal gland that produces hormones like epinephrine that elevates your blood pressure. And then those neurotransmitters in your brain that if you're down and blue, that your body's not going to secrete the appropriate hormones in your brain, um, uh, norepinephrine, um, serotonin, these are things that um, will influence the way we feel and how we how our body works. And so that's why that's really important. 
And then the A1Cs have to do with being a diabetic, right? That's right, yes. And so when you're under constant emotional duress and, and stress and you're, you're struggling, um, you know, yes, doctors want you to take your diabetes medicines. They want you to be physically active. They want you to uh, eat healthy and make good choices, you know, keep your carbs down in that particular circumstance. But again, what we also fail to realize is that emotional stress and duress that we're under is a constant signal to our adrenaline adrenal gland to produce epinephrine, which tells our our liver to produce glucose. And so a lot of times people don't understand that they're doing everything they think would right, but their blood sugars are still elevated. And the reason why that is, is they're under stress and that stress response in our body creates an elevation in our blood sugars, which can then elevate our A1C, which then, you know, makes it at, at risk for further damage, you know, heart disease, stroke, um, and other vascular problems related to uncontrolled diabetes. So if I hear you right, what I hear you telling me is that um, when you're treating a person for their sickness or disease, if you leave the spiritual part out, you only have partial treatment. Yeah. Two out of three, there's a song that ain't bad, but that's not really in healthcare. That's not good. And so, you know, so really, you know, we want the whole picture and to take um, God and spirituality and um, our faith out of medicine is really getting a substandard results. And, you know, 67% uh, in any test is not very good. And so really, the Lord wants to have, a, have us have it all, and that is to really include Him in our health plan to have truly wellness and wholeness. How long have you been practicing as a doctor? 23 years. Wow, so he's got 23 years of experience. You have probably seen Many, many cases of sickness and disease. Over 100,000 visits. Wow, over 100,000 <laughs> visits. That's a lot of visiting people, sickness and disease. Now, do you have any specific stories that you could share where somebody's A1Cs got better uh, as a result of getting their spiritual well-being treated? Yeah, absolutely. I have uh, multiple examples of blood pressure improvements and A1C improvements. Um, you know, that um, there are people that, you know, over these last 14 years of doing spiritual care that we've collaborated with uh, and recognizing and knowing, um, very frustrating as a physician, uh, in particular circumstance, a gentleman who just was really struggling and um, and uh, was not controlling his blood sugars, which was frustrating for ourselves, you know, working together with one another. And um, this person had some un resolved anger and uh, fear and uh, went in to see somebody from spiritual care and it was really quite remarkable. There wasn't really that dramatic of a change in their medications, just really an addressing of some things that were going on in their life. And again, when we are putting together what we think is the best medical program and we're not getting the results, it's really important for us to take a step back and reflect with the patient what's going on here. And a lot of times what it's going on is, is that all is not right with their soul. Mm-hmm. And, and recognizing that piece of that aspect and really integrating that in. So no more medicines you know, continuing on with their physical activity. But what they did was they got right in their soul through that process of spiritual healing. And then Third John verse 2 says, I pray, brothers, above all else, that you would prosper and be in good health, even as your soul is getting along well. So you can be rich or poor, but if your soul is a mess, you're a mess, and it will affect every area of your life. I often call it the soul dictates. Well, I'm depressed. Oh, I know the answer. I'm going to get the credit card and go shopping. I'll feel better after that. 
Or maybe what I need is to go down to Dairy Queen and get myself a blizzard. That's what I really need. And then you visit your doctor. And what does your doctor say? Yeah, your blood pressure's or your blood pressure or your blood sugar is a little out of control. <laughs> yeah. So that didn't really help. So the soul really dictates a lot of our lives. So so what you're really saying is that those emotions and unhealed hurting events produce chemicals within our body, negative chemicals that wind up over time being the root causes of some of sicknesses and diseases. Absolutely, Gail. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call them negative chemicals. It's just our body responding as to what it is that it's being told. And so really, that's just how our bodies were engineered. It's really about us rebalancing Mm -hmm. uh, these um, decisions and these feelings Mm -hmm. to get them in the right place. And then our body works, obviously, a lot better when that, that happens. I have seen many people over the course of the 14 years of spiritual care make dramatic improvements, get off many of their medications as far as the psychotropics. Now, we're going to give a disclaimer right here, and I'm just going to say if you're on meds, stay on them. Work with your doctor. Don't just think you're going to get off a medication. If you think God has touched you, God has healed you, go to your doctor. Let him confirm it with a medical test. Then you'll know for sure. Don't do anything foolish that would hurt or hinder you, right? That's great great uh, advice, Gail. I mean, you know, we know the Lord can do anything, and so uh, way better than, I mean, he is the greatest physician of all time, mm-hmm. and I always say partnering with him makes my job a whole lot easier. So, um, I, but I do think it's important that, you know, we have made a concerted effort in our ministry, and what we do is to make sure that we're working alongside one another, that it's not separate mm-hmm. from, but it's in addition to. It's really how we were created, and that to be uh, in concert with the people that are caring for you is very important, and I would recommend that to anybody who's, you know, received that healing, which is outstanding, it should be praised. But also, I think it's wonderful to be confirmed that um, in working with your healthcare professional to not just stop something on your own, but to actually get that advice. I think that's wonderful advice. You know, the Cancer Treatment Centers of America have a book out that we recommend. It's called The Forgiveness Project. And I love this book. And it's by Michael S. Barry, B-A-R-R-Y. And the reason I like the book is the Cancer Treatment Centers of America decided to do a study with their cancer patients. And they hired a chaplain to do three hours of what they called forgiveness therapy with each one of their clients. And at the end of this study, there was some amazing results. They had several cases of spontaneous remission of cancer tumors. Now, they were quick to say they weren't saying that unforgiveness caused cancer but they had two results that came at the end of the study. They were this. One is that unforgiveness and poorly healed hurting events were having a huge impact on sickness and disease. And in fact, they said they believed that those two things were the genesis of a lot of sicknesses, diseases. And if you were to deal with them, you would see an amazing improvement in a person's treatment. Would you confirm that would be correct? Absolutely, Gail. I mean, that's, you know, in part the origin of our organization, Spiritual Care, and realizing that really unlocking um, those life events that have hurt us 
emotionally, sometimes physically, but certainly emotionally, and getting healing specifically from forgiveness um, as you have that uh, pictorial representation in our spiritual care handbook of a person being in jail. So unforgiveness uh, really feels like, you know, from the person's perspective when they're going through it, they're trying to punish the person they're not forgiving, when in fact you're the person that's actually being hurt and you're being limited and your physical health is being challenged and actually put in a place where you would otherwise not want to be. So it's really a good recommendation if somebody has been diagnosed with a sickness or disease that they go get healing for their soul. They come through the healing ministry because that will uh, really uh, speed up their health. In fact, one of our clients come in rejoicing the other day and she had had a uh, cancer tumor and said that her tumor has shrunk by three inches. She was like ecstatic. She goes, and I'm believing that it's going away. She said, now she's seeing her doctor. She's staying faithful with her treatment. There's the other thing. She's staying faithful with her medical treatment, right? Right, right. It, it's a yes and a yes, as we say, right? Get, <laughs> it's Gail? a yes and a yes. Yeah. So she's staying faithful with medical treatment, but she's also going to the great physician. You know, there's a scripture, and I don't have the reference, where God says, uh, is, there a, is there a bomb in Gilead? Is there a salve for the wound of my people? Is there no physician there? And we say, yes, there is a bomb in Gilead, and that bomb, his name is Jesus, and he wants to help, right? Amen. So it's very common when we have people that are sick here, I'll ask them a simple question. Is there anyone you're struggling to forgive? And you know what happens? Almost 95% of the time, there's a list of people that they need to walk through. Now, the book, The Forgiveness Project, Mm -hmm. One of the things they attributed to these cancer tumors going away was that when a person really was able to forgive, you ever finally have been able to forgive someone and you went, oh man, I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. They said they believed at that point the chemicals that were released through that type of an experience were so healing for the body. And so a lot of times people will think, well, man, that person doesn't deserve to be forgiven. You don't know what they've done to me. Well, when you realize that was my sin and your sin that nailed Jesus to the cross, mm-hmm. it was my sin and your sin that crucified him, sent him into hell to suffer for me, and then he forgave me? Mm-hmm. And then when he rose from the dead, he said, if you want forgiveness, you have to be willing to forgive. And then you're like, oh my gosh. So forgiveness is something many times you have to process. Like, for instance, when I'm working in, Costa Rica with a mountain rehab with girls that have been rescued from sex trafficking, they have to process forgiveness. This is not an easy subject when there's been a lot of trauma. Would you agree? That's right, Gail. As you said, is healing and forgiveness is not a one-time event. It's a mindset that one has to adopt relative to their life, realizing that the enemy is going to try to wind us up in a fence And whatever that may be, and it doesn't mean that what someone's done to you is justified. It just means that if you continue to take that on and keep that hidden, it will give uh, you a change in your physical and emotional being that leads to illness. And sometimes cancer, as you've just explained with uh, our reference through the Forgiveness Project, and that really um, changes the way our body works and really puts it at, at risk for many things obviously mental health issues, but obviously physical issues. And that's been well documented. And if one looks at 
uh, an immune system and our, on these cells, uh, T4 and T8 cells. These are things that keep our body in check relative to keeping cancer out of our body. And some of these things then are affected by the emotions and the stresses that come along with unforgiveness. So this has all been really well documented. Um, you know, I don't have any specific research um, papers to cite for you today, but obviously this forgiveness project and this book and many others recognize that unforgiveness changes the way we live our lives and in a way that really puts us at risk for uh, physical in emotional harm. Well, and as we begin to wind up this program, I'm glad that you'd be willing to come back for the next program. Absolutely. So we're going to have Dr. Carlson on the very next program again. We're going to continue this, but um, what would you say about just encouraging people to seek not only medical treatment, but seek treatment for their soul? How important is that? Gail, I I would say um, as a medical doctor and doing this now for 23 years in the last 14 or so years doing that with spiritual care and that type of healing, it's, it's, uh, um, I can't overstate how important it is. Um, again, it's how we were made. It's how the Lord has made us. Um, the enemy wants to keep us bound in the thoughts and the feelings of this world and how to address things. And again, I would say to you that um, to um, some doctors are going to be open to this and some are going to f- feel like, what are you talking about? But don't let that discourage you. Uh, I'm encouraging you now to look for pastoral care or an organization such as ours at Spiritual Care that will help people to address those things and, again, work alongside of your medical personnel that are there to help you as well. Well, we got a couple of minutes left, and I thought what we might do is, uh, Dr. Carlson, you want to pray for those that are sick out there today that God would touch them a minute? Absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you as the great physician and great healer, and Lord, we are so honored and blessed to partner with you. Lord, we thank you for this revelation of truth that really uh, helping us uh, to help others through the power of your love and your healing touch. Lord, help uh, those that are struggling with this unforgiveness, Lord, that they would bring uh, those uh, thoughts and feelings to you, and Lord, that they would seek help and they would seek direction, Holy Spirit-inspired direction to receive the healing that you would want for them, the freedom that you would want for them physically, emotionally, and spiritually. We pray this now in your holy and precious name. Amen. And Lord, we just pray right now, Lord, one of your names in the Bible is Jehovah Rapha, God our healer. And I just pray that your healing and your strength would be to everybody that is listening right now on this channel. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I just pray. You know what, Lord? You're not, you're not limited by time and space. And I pray that wherever people are at in the wee hours of the morning or late at night or whenever they're listening, you would touch them by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, I want to thank you for joining us. You know, if you're out there listening, when I'm doing this and we're sitting in front of these mics, I'm looking right at you like we're just talking to you if you're listening to me and Dr. Carlson. I want you to be encouraged today. If you've been diagnosed with a sickness or a disease, it is not the end. God has the final say. We're going to do a little bit more on this subject that I believe is very important. Let the radio station know how you like this channel. Thank you for joining in and tuning in. And and please let other people know uh, about the Healing Begins program that's on this channel. May God bless you, keep you, cause his face to shine upon you, and give you peace. May you always have hope, no matter what the diagnosis is that you've had. God bless.